Hello and welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast. My name is Simon and this is episode 12 of 20 Questions, where I bring in a surprise guest each episode and ask them 20 gaming-related questions. Question number one. Who are you? Give us a bit of background on your username. Hiya, I'm Phil, also known as Nag on the forums. Yep, no one expected Nag, but here he is. I managed to get him on. <laughs> yeah, well, don't expect too much. I'm not the most illiterate, well, literate person in the world, should I say. Yeah, you got those two mixed up. That's not a <laughs> not good start, right. is it? Nag number one. It's not a real great deal to say about it, really. It's uh, Nag was basically my nickname at school. Started out as Macca, because I'm a muck. So my nickname mm. went through several different stages and just somehow landed on Nag. Don't know how. Don't know why. Is it because you look like an arse? I hope not, put it that way. Question number two. Why do you hate Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like starting on a good one, is there? Honest to God, I don't hate Nintendo. I really, really don't. I don't care for their games. Their games just don't interest me. I'm sorry, but they don't. I'm just not into primary colours and stuff like that, I guess. Hey, I've owned a couple of Nintendo consoles, so I've done my bit. But honestly, I think I just play up to it now, and I think that's all it is. Yeah, you become a pantomime villain when Nintendo's concerned. Yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. Whenever, whenever anybody ever says, oh, nags this, nags that, I just, I think I just play up to it. I honestly don't hate them. So, yeah, it's one of those now. It's just carry it on, carry it on. Yeah, for me, it's like it's very much the same. Like I tend to go through fits and spurts with Nintendo. I've tried playing. I've tried. I mean, I had quite a lot of fun with the original Pikmin, from yeah, what I, I love remember. That game. Great game. And stuff like that. I tried playing Mario Sunshine, and it just didn't gel. I just, I don't know. It's just something about the games that really don't interest me. Here's a sub question: If they were to make a Mario Sunshine like game that were more gritty, would you enjoy it? Even if it were exactly the same mechanically, is it just the way that the game's presented Maybe or I is would. it just the mechanics you just don't like that style of game? I think a lot of it is I just don't like that style of game. I mean, I, I did think about this and I thought uh, Zelda games, I think if there was one that was, and I don't mean this in a bad way, a little bit more mature, I think I'll probably quite get into it. But as it stands, the way they are, they just they just don't gel with me. I just don't get it. <laughs> so yeah, it's one of those. Question number three, name your favorite game from age under 10 and then another game for each decade of your life. Well, I don't know if anybody knows my actual age, but I'm 42. So this is gonna go a little way, I suppose. 76 to 85. You're probably talking not a lot, to be fair. You're probably talking about an Atari 2600. That was about the extent of my gaming, apart from probably tabletop Pac-Man or something like that. I mean, arcade games can still count. I can't really remember playing a hell of a lot of an arcade games at that age, to be fair. Like I say, you're probably talking about in pubs. You know the Pac-Man and Space Invader yeah, that they... were almost like tables? You could put your drinks on them and stuff like that. Yeah, you could play them from both sides. The screen used to flip over. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah exactly. They're the ones. But, I mean, Atari 2600, I had one of those. Played Frogger and Kangaroo and shit like that, you know what I mean? Mm. But I think the game that stood out for me on the Atari was probably a Star Wars game, and that was Return of the Jedi, which I spent a lot of time playing as a youngster. Mm. I've never played it. I don't even know what it looks like. I know it exists. I've seen it's... the, um, do you remember the cartridge art that was sort of yes. completely yeah, yeah, yeah. disconnected from what 
the actual game was about, but yeah, that's about the crux of it. Yeah, anything like that. Mm. Yeah, that's about all I can really remember on that. I mean, I had a, quite a few games, but yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time playing that game. If you look at it now, it looks absolute gash. Yeah, a lot of games from that era have not aged well from a graphical aspect. No, I don't think they will, no. <laughs> Some of them have aged amazingly well from a gameplay aspect, but yeah, from a graphical aspect, they've, they've just, yeah, they're shite. An interesting fact about the tables that we just mentioned, do you know where the screen yeah. flips? On Space yes. Invaders, if you press the button on the opposite side of the screen, so say like um, the person that's playing, if you press the button on the other side of the cabinet while the yeah. UFO is flying across the top, you can make it shoot. Did you know that? No, I had no idea at all. There you go. You learned <laughs> something. Okay, give me your teens. Right, teens, right. You're probably talking through a few machines here. So, Spectrum, 48K, Mega Drive, and I kind of lapsed in the late 90s. Well, mid-90s, should I say. I lapsed gaming for some reason. Not entirely sure why. Women and drinking, I'm betting. Well, to be fair, I think I got a car mid-90s. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Expensive. Expensive, and it also makes the... Makes you have a little bit more luck with the ladies. So I think that might have changed things. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Mega Drive game. And it's either going to be Road Rush 2 or Jungle Strike. Fucking hell. They're both like absolute throwbacks. They are throwbacks. Yeah, I love the Strike games as well. I wish they'd revamp those fuckers. I think that one of those would be quite cool nowadays as well. So I mm. think I'm going to go with Jungle Strike. Never played Desert Strike. But Jungle Strike was fucking awesome. Awesome game. Yeah. But no, I fucking love Jungle Strike. And to be honest, there's quite a lot to like on Mega Drive. I mean, I fucking hate football. Can't stand it. But I love FIFA. The very first FIFA. It's weird how some games can do that. It's like, I fucking hate golf. I think golf is just <laughs> such a shit pastime. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Golf games are just like, yeah, I could sit and play golf games for hours. It is strange how certain games you can play even though you've got no fucking interest in the real live versions yeah it is odd it is peculiar yeah jungle strike i'll go with jungle strike i don't think anyone else will pick that but i think it's a valid game because those games were fucking phenomenal for the time well like i say because of where my birthday falls and all that this bit is actually before the playstation released so it's got to have to be a mega drive game for me i think what about the game of your 20s? 20s, right. When I got back into gaming, I suppose. We're talking PlayStation, Dreamcast, all of those type. Xbox, GameCube. And it's actually a, a GameCube game that I'm going to go with. Which, can you guess what it is? Don't you be pulling that Rolf Harris shit on me, boy. <laughs> it's a Resident Evil remake. It's got to be. That's actually in your 20s? Yeah. I thought that'd have come up later in your life. No, that was in my 20s. Pretty fucking, fucking certain. Hell. Oh, God. Time flies so fucking Tell quick. Tell me about it, seriously. Goes quicker as you get older. It's true what they say. I know. It is. It's fucking scary. It's like, it feels, the older you get, it's like Star Wars, you when they do a jump and stars start fucking <laughs> bending and shit. It's like, fucking hell. Yeah, I could do without that. But yeah, I'm going to go Resident Evil Remake. Fucking love the game. Still love the game to this day. Still, in my opinion, the pinnacle of Resident Evil. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a really, really good remake as well. Oh yeah, that was before remakes were even a thing. So, they fucking nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. I remember playing that and just thinking, this is fucking fantastic. Like, it's just how I remember, but it doesn't look as ropey. It just, it, it looks, I'm using air quotes here, but photorealistic. <laughs> it won't, but... You know what I mean? To be fair, it was... Well, they HD'd it, and it's still one of the best-looking games to this day, I think. Mm. So they nailed it. Absolutely. 
I got really excited because Resident Evil 2 were coming out and I thought, oh my god, they're doing the same to that. And when it came out, it was just, yeah, they just released it on the GameCube, no changes or anything like that. And they were like, fuck me, what a bait and switch. That was pretty much the reason I bought a GameCube is because they released the entire back catalogue of Resident Evil games on there. So it was like, I think I bought an, an action replay or whatever the fucking thing was that allowed you to play foreign import games because I actually used Lixang to get Resident Evil 4. What it called Freeloader? Freeloader. That was the baby. Yeah, that was I think was I got my Freeloader off the front of a magazine. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got one. Because I bought one. Oh, no, this is this is what happened. My missus at the time, her brother had a GameCube, but it was American. Ah, right, yeah. And okay. she had to use a Freeloader to play PAL games. Yeah. And then we ended up getting two Freeloaders, and it were like, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it came off the front of a magazine. Or there was something that, you know, came off a magazine that allowed you to mm. play import stuff. It didn't allow you to play copies or anything like that well yeah how are you going to yeah. play copies i mean them fucking discs were tiny but <laughs> yeah it allowed you to play stuff because i had um i had an import of animal crossing and i had an import of zelda wind waker man that's going back some fucking time yeah it's it's surprising how far it is back to be honest. i mean it's 2002 i think resident evil remake so yeah scary yeah game of your 30s Right, obviously, 360 up to pretty much present day. So you're talking Xbox One as well and PS4. Obviously, you've got all the Gears games, which I'm not going to pick one. And Dead Space, fucking love those games. I'm not going to pick that either. So I'm going to go for a weird one here because it was the only game I was actually gutted I couldn't play on PS3 because I didn't own one. So I'm going to go with The Last of Us Remastered. That is a huge curveball. I wasn't expecting that at all. I was expecting you to go, oh yeah, with Gears of War 2 or 3. No, I really, really enjoyed The Last of Us Remastered. It was a joy to play from beginning to end. So, yeah. I would class it as an experience. And there's not many games that I'd actually class as that. Did that make you look differently on the old console war thing? Like I say, there was two games in the PS3 area where I was absolutely pissed off that I wasn't going to be able to get to play them. One of them threw me a curveball was Final Fantasy XIII because they fucking changed their mind and put it on Xbox, obviously. The only other one that I was actually cared about was The Last of Us and I was absolutely gutted that I couldn't play it. So getting to play the remaster and, well, through a PS4, obviously, but yeah, getting to play the remaster, loved it, absolutely loved it. And finally, the game of your 40s. This is going to be quite recent, because you're... Did you say you're 42? Yeah, 42, so you've got about two years to go out here. To be fair, I mean, like I've played some good ones over the last couple of years, like Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, God of War, but I'm going to have to go for Gears 4, just for the multiplayer. Really? I play it every fucking week, pretty much, so the amount of hours, the amount of fucking fun that I've had through the, the multiplayer alone, I'm going to have to go with that. What's so special about it? Is it still that classic Gears multiplayer, or has it evolved or anything like that? No, I, I can honestly say it probably hasn't evolved it's just every iteration of gears from gears one all the way to four so you're including the ultimate edition in that i've played the multiplayer in all of them and whenever a new one comes out i drop the multiplayer on all the previous ones obviously put bluntly it's the best multiplayer it's been out of all of the games this is the best it's got it pretty much runs flawlessly most of the time i'd say it's 60 frames a second in it online i think the multiplayer is yeah i think so mm. it's generally pretty pretty steady pretty rock solid and yeah there's nothing like fucking shotgunning somebody and it's still got the best headshot animation ever with the fucking long shot love it 
it's pretty weird that it's managed to stay what it originally set out to be because you look at other games like the biggest shooters the call of duties and the battlefields have sort of encroached into new territories do you know yeah, to stay yeah. fresh halo as well it doesn't feel like yeah. halo it looks like halo but it doesn't feel like halo when you're playing it i think there's one thing about it as well it's not so much twitch i haven't got the reaction speed to do cod anymore not at all and gears is a little bit more heavy it's a little slower yeah you've got wall bounces and all that bastard but you can deal with it to an extent i mean i'm not the best after all these hours that i put into mm. it i'm not the best on there but i just enjoy it it's just something i can get into and yeah i fucking rant and rave at the tv enough but <laughs> that's that's online gaming I rant and rave at the TV even when I'm playing a sedate <laughs> game. Never mind playing something yeah, like Gears so. Online. Fucking hell. Well, yeah, you know so you've played with I me. Know exactly you know what I'm like. like. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's one of them. It's just, I don't want it to change. That's the thing. I don't want some massive fucking change up in how it actually handles or plays. Gears to me is Gears and that's what I love it for. Question four, how exactly did you get into games? My entry point, I think, I have no idea what the console was, or even if it's classed as a console, to be fair. My first thing I can actually remember, gaming-wise, is I know my older brother had the console, it was just basically, he plugged it into the TV, I think it had two paddles on the front, and it was Pong. That's what I remember. I remember mm. being fucking amazed by this thing that was on the telly. I think I've always had an interest in games and gaming, to be fair. Apart from that time, like, in the 90s, where I actually lapsed for a little bit. I think everyone lapses at some point, though. Yeah, I think they do. And I can honestly say I think I'll be gaming until I die. This is my main hobby. This is what I do. Like I say, I don't like football. I'm not particularly sporty or anything like that. I don't particularly go to gigs or anything like that either. So, yeah... Gaming is me, publicly. That's why I finished so many fucking games. You mentioned the Pong on the paddle. I remember going round to my grandma's and they had one. Like, bear in mind, I mean, this is, you're looking at late 80s now, so this thing's a fucking relic yeah, by yeah. this time. I mean, we had Commodore 64s and Amstrads and Master Systems and stuff at this point. And I just remember she had, do you know those old council houses where you had like a front room and a back room? You had a best room and yeah, like yeah. a living room. I know what you mean and there, yeah. Yeah, it was set up in the best room. They had a little 14 inch colour portable. <laughs> and when the TV was off, the tennis court from Pong were just burned into the fucking screen. Like, that's how often it got played. Nice. I still remember fucking setting up my Spectrum on my black and white TV. And having to tune it so you got the line. It was like, what the fuck is going on on this thing? It actually looked better on a black and white TV because Spectrum, they did shit colour, didn't they? It was all blocky and crap. Yeah, you had like a four colour palette for those games or something. It actually looked better on a black black and white TV, so yeah. (laughs) It's funny because the games that you play are mostly brown and grey, so... (laughs) You've not exactly evolved from it, have you? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the reason. I just like grimy fucking black and white. This HDR business is ruining gaming for me, I'll tell you. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Question five. Which game have you completed the most? I think that's pretty easy, actually. I would say Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. I'm pretty sure you've completed that so much that it just holds no interest for you. No, actually, I hate the game now. I think it's I fucking, I think it's trash. It's unfair trash most of the time as well. Some of the shit that goes on in that game. Yeah, you're going to have to elaborate on that. We can't move on until you've cleared why. First of all, I've got to say, before uh, I got rid of the GameCube, it was easily in double figures on the memory card, the 
finish. So, yeah, right. that's easily it. But I don't know, it's just silly shit. Like, shotgun blasts not registering properly and fucking you wasting 15 bullets on headshots and then all of a sudden the fucking head blows up and one of these parasite pops out so you have to waste another 15 shots to fucking kill that thing. It's just silly shit. It's irritating nowadays. Yeah, don't you just throw a, a flashback? Well, if you've got one, yeah. There's certain points in the game where you're just that low... Well, maybe when you're starting, you're that low on ammo because once you're about fucking 13 saves into your game, you've just got... A, Tashy case full of everything but yeah I, mm. I don't know it just irritates me nowadays I don't know why so much but yeah it irritates me do you think it's over familiarity that's breeding this content or is it just you've started looking at it on a scale where you've pulled everything apart and it's like okay yeah this part's not particularly good maybe subconsciously because I don't usually think of games like that I don't over analyze games very much I just play them so I think mm. a lot of it is probably just getting used to it just I've just played it too many times now I think but whenever a new version comes out I just feel obligated to buy it for some reason I have no fucking idea why I, I ain't <laughs> fucking going there I mean to be honest on the Xbox One I bought it digitally and then I bought it fucking physically why why did I do that so <laughs> I don't just, know. Yeah, fucking weird. I think with games like that, it's sort of a holistic thing. So when you look at games like Grand Theft Auto, they're pretty bad at what they're doing. When you break the aspects up, like the shooting's kind of bad, the driving's not that great. Well, since you've brought up a Rockstar game, it's like, that's pretty much how I'm feeling about Red Dead at the minute. Yeah, but when you package them all together, it's like, oh, this is the place where everything sort of is done the best because they're doing everything. Like, they've yeah. just thrown the kitchen yeah. sink in. And because of that it's like okay this is the best that we've got but the shooting's never going to be as good as something like Call of Duty the driving's never going to be as good as Forza do you know what I mean like because those games are specifically going down those avenues whereas games like Grand Theft Auto and, and Red Dead Redemption which I've not played so I can't comment on yet but they're doing everything I can honestly say the actual game itself with Red Dead is it's phenomenal. The amount of work and everything that must have gone into that game, I'm not taking that away from it. But unlike Grand Theft mm. Auto V, I'm just not having fun. I'm finding it an absolute fucking chore to play. And, I mean, today, Sundays Sundays are my fucking gaming day, and I spent three and a half hours playing fucking Gears of War 4 multiplayer when I've got about three or four brand new games waiting to be actually played through. I just couldn't face Red Dead Redemption. I felt the same way that you're feeling now about The Last of Us. Like, yeah, I just I wanted to do the talky bits on all the film bits. I didn't want to play it. I just wanted to experience, like, just watching a Let's Play and they've given me what I wanted from that game. It was interesting to see your points of view on The Last of Us. I try and verbalise what I yeah. draw my gripes with games. I just don't go, oh yeah, this game's shit because it's I don't like it. I try and yeah, yeah. provide arguments for those reasons. And if people don't like it, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's what arguments are, are for. Like, you don't have to agree with me. It's same as, like, I read other people's posts. Say, like, DC. I think DC's really, really good at elaborating yeah. why something is good or why something is bad. And Ben as well, like, they... Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we've got definitely. some good posters that, that can actually, even if you don't agree with them, you yeah. Can sort yeah. of see where they're coming from, and I sort of hope that I do that same thing. No, like you say, you can't just go somewhere and 
yeah, your shit, that shit, whatever. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Otherwise, people yeah. are just going to rip you to pieces. So, yeah, you're right. If you haven't got a leg to stand on, if you're just going to yeah. come in and say, well, this is bad, it's like, well, why? And it's like, I don't know. It's just bad. And it's like, well, that's just oh, yeah, you definitely. not liking it. Like, you've got to have some reason behind your content for a game. Question six. Are there any parts of gaming that need to be expanded on? So are we talking something like character AI here or story-wise? It's up to you, really. I actually think that AI may be a valid one, then. Games are striving for realism now. A lot of games, anyway. Mm. So we're talking about games where you can hide stuff like that and it's a bit fucking pathetic to be fair when you can basically just study the path of these ai characters and basically if you do something to muck up you can hide in a cupboard and they basically forget that they they were even ever looking for you kind of thing and when you've got them chucking everything realistic and the kitchen sink into these games and then it just does something stupid like that and it completely takes you out of it yeah they're just following a path yeah. and it's like oh well he's gone i best resume my patrol it's like 20 it's like, seconds no, you, later you just continue looking wouldn't yeah well you, yeah i mean life. you go around and methodically look around places you could fucking hide you know what i mean i mean the closest i've come to that probably is probably the alien in isolation right so i mean that was pretty impressive to be fair yeah it was scripted but it was uh it was pretty scary some of the things i saw that thing do mm. so yeah i think they could probably go a little bit further with ai i think the interesting thing with that is though on a game design front would that be fun would it be fun if you were playing a stealth game and if you got spotted they'd start opening up all the lockers or looking under the beds and stuff because you've got to have some sort of oh yeah you've got to be able to get away they can't be so realistic but i suppose mm. it's it's the thing of their roots as well if they mix that up a little bit more if it's a little bit more on the fly or something mm. i think character ai probably needs working on a little bit more what's the best ai you've ever seen is it the alien i probably think it is yeah i mean because that thing reacts to sound movement so, I mean, you can you can get that thing to do your dirty work for you, which is quite cool. Right. Smacking a fucking wall with a wrench or something when you know that there's an enemy around, and then hiding and letting the alien come down and do the dirty work on him. It's quite cool. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there it. was an achievement for going through the game with no human kills, but you can get the alien to do the kills. That doesn't avoid the achievement, so that's pretty cool. I think with AI as well, watching it make mistakes, I've told this story before to someone else but i remember playing halo reach on legendary yeah. solo and there's a bit where you're sort of going through a shipyard at the end of the game right and there was this elite and it was just fucking me like i just could not <laughs> get past it and i think i backtracked through the level and found an invisibility and i thought okay i'm gonna try and sneak past him but the invisibility didn't last the whole duration of where i needed to go right okay yeah i couldn't get behind him to melee attack him to kill him to assassinate him yeah so i saw uh got to a point where i got halfway where i needed to be mm -hmm. the invisibility run out and then it was like oh fuck he spotted me <laughs> and we're running around this piece of fuselage like i've killed everything else i've killed all these grunts it's just him left and we're running around this piece of fuselage just round and round and round and i'm like he's, he's gonna fucking kill me if i can get round back of him you know and assassinate him that's the easiest way to do yeah, it I've, yeah i've just got to assassinate him anyway we're running round and round and round this fucking fuselage and eventually my invisibility comes back up and I'm like okay right fuck this I'm out pop my invisibility I move away from the fuselage and the elite carries on running round and round <laughs> and then he starts losing his temper and he's like firing his fucking guns off and all trying to hit me and it's like 
wow, that is really fucking impressive. Like, I know it's all scripted because it's, you know, it can't yeah, be yeah, totally yeah. random, but I stood watching it. It fucking killed me as well because, <laughs> like, it, it caught me with my pants down because I wasn't expecting, do you know, what it would do. has got some pretty decent AI, to be fair. One of yeah. the better games. It always makes me laugh when you were... When you're playing racing games like Forza or Gran Turismo or something, you see the the AI actually spin off on those. I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, that's good as well. It's all triggers and stuff. It's not actually learning or no, anything no, like no. that. It's just what they've built into it. Like if a grenade's near them, they're gonna dive yeah, out of the way. Yeah. But it's so in depth and like there's so many facets to it. There's so many outcomes. Watching a good AI is quite impressive. I wish more games were like Halo Reach in that regard, where it can sort of surprise you, like. Even though it fucked up, it knew it had fucked up and it just lost its temper and it's just like, okay, my next best thing is to just start spraying bullets and hope I hit <laughs> And it him. did. No, it sprayed bullets oh, in the opposite right, direction. Yeah. And I were just like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And then my invisibility <laughs> ran out and I were just like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> fucking dumbass. Question seven, if you were to remaster a game that hasn't had a remaster yet, which game would it be and why? Can I do the series or just one? Just stick to one. All right, then. The original Dead Space. Why that one? It's already a gorgeous game, to be fair. But I think with HDR and consoles as they are now, they're a little bit more powerful, obviously. I think that could be made to look absolutely fucking stunning in space. And they've already nailed the sound design, to be fair. I just love the series, and I think it's a damn shame EA have basically killed it. And I would just love to see it come back. Did it just kill it? They fucking cut its arms and legs yeah, off? Yeah, <laughs> it should come back as a fucking necro. But they definitely did a number on that. I mean, a lot of people hate the third game. I honestly don't think there's that much wrong with it. But I would love to see uh, Dead Space remastered, put bluntly. There were a lot of Easter eggs in Battlefield Hardline. Yeah, I can imagine there would be, because it was Visceral that did it, wasn't it? Yeah, there were fucking tons of them, and I think that sort of sparked a, a light of hope in people that like Dead Space. They were like, yeah, it's not dead. I mean, it's totally fucking dead now. Visceral's no longer with us. Well, I think a lot of people actually left before they actually killed Visceral, but yeah, it's, it's not coming back. Not in the shape it was, anyway. I think it's up to someone else to pick that torch up and make a dead space game that's not dead yeah, space i know what you mean i mean fucking microsoft keep buying studios so maybe they ought to do something with it but getting back to the question dead space for me yeah i think that's a worthy one as well i don't think it's out of the realms of possibility either i think ea might do it they might do a bundle at some point in the future no doubt they'll fuck it up by putting loot boxes and microtransactions <laughs> They're already backwards compatible on Xbox One, so I think the best I can probably hope for now is maybe they get a X enhancement. I think what would be interesting is if EA are looking at the people that are playing those games and, you know, they can pull numbers yeah. and see if they're still interested in, yeah. like, unique users for carrying on those Dead Space games, even if it's not Visceral that's making them. As weird as it sounds, as far as I know, the servers are still up and running for Dead Space 2, the versus multiplayer, so, I mean, yeah, that's Yeah, the Left 4 Dead thing that they did. Yeah, so... So, yeah. Question eight. Is there anything in games that makes you cringe or be disappointed in the inclusion of such things? Right, this is purely from a personal standpoint because I think it's well-known fact that everyone everyone knows that I like me achievements and stuff like that. Right. I really, really wish online achievements would fuck off. What, like anything that's connected to being online should be a no-no? Can you remember Mass Effect 3? They had online achievements, but they also made it so you could get them in the actual campaign. 
Okay, so it was an either or. It was an either or. So I think it should be like that because most of the time when they put these online achievements in, it's shit that makes people play the game completely and utterly wrong. Mm. I mean, this is a bone of contention with me as well. I know you never played with us on this. When we were playing Battlefield Bad Company, yeah. there was an achievement where you had to get the helicopter and then dive out of it. You get it as high as you could, fly it as high as the skybox would allow you to, and jump out of it and die. And it's like, what fucking good is that to us as a team? As a team game, it's just completely against... Well, against the fucking team game, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think I'm against online achievements. I'm against terrible ideas for online achievements. Like, you look at some of them and it's just like, what the fuck would I think? Yeah, um, well, maybe I should amend it to terrible online achievements. But yeah, most of them are fucking rubbish. It's just like, I don't want to play your crap tacked on online stuff. You know what I mean? On a single player game. Mm. It's not going to make the game last any longer, really. The amount of achievement hunters out there and stuff like that, yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. And that's why they tie mm. fucking achievements to DLC and everything. I mean, you could split this up, because you've just said, like, online modes for games that are just single player. So, uh, didn't Tomb Raider have a... Yeah. Yeah, like, that had a multiplayer on it, and it's just like, why? It don't need a multiplayer. It seriously didn't need it. It was a 20-hour game. Mm. Probably longer than that, you know what I mean? It's a single-player game. There's no need to tack that shit on. So, yeah, I, I would get rid or at least make them either or online achievements so that you could get them in a single-player campaign as well. I fucking hate them. They're annoying. I'm not an achievement hunter. I were at one point. I'm definitely not as bad as I was. Yeah, I think for me, the rules are if I'm enjoying the game, I'll do it. But I remember playing back in 360 days, just not buying games because I was like, no, it's going to fuck my ratio up. And then I realised what a fucking dickhead I was being. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what, it don't matter. If I get like five points off this game and decide I don't like it, I fucking tried it. Yeah. If I do like it and I spend a lot of time on it and I only get like 200 Gs complete and that's my lot out of that game, then that's fine. Thing is, like, a lot of people put too much of a, a sway on trophies and achievements. It don't fucking matter. That guy that's fucking got, like, the most platinum trophies on PlayStation, and you look at him, he looks fucking miserable, does that guy. <laughs> he looks absolutely miserable. Some of the fucking stuff that he's had to endure to claim this title, it's like, mate, it's not fucking worth it. I don't actually know how it's humanly possible to have that many, to be fair. Because he don't do fucking, like, that's his that's his life. That's basically what he does. And it's a shit way to spend a life. I mean, it's his life. He can do what the fuck he wants with it. <laughs> but can you imagine at his funeral, he's like, yeah, he fucking spent all this time playing all these shit games that no fucking else wanted to play. And he sort of made other people play the shit games as well because they were like, oh, yeah, well, this is an easy trophy. That's it, yeah. It's six hours, Joe, from one end to the other and you get a platinum out of it. It's just... Fuck off. Trophy hunter fucking etched onto his tombstone. Yeah. Question nine. Pinpoint a moment where gaming changed forever. There's actually two. One we've just been talking about, and they both have something to do with the Xbox 360. So we've got achievements, which did change the way I play games. But the actual answer to this question that I'm going to go with is online gaming. Specifically live, I'm guessing. Specifically Xbox Live, yeah. I didn't actually have the internet when I first bought a Xbox 360. Right. So my first... I don't know, six, nine months of it. I had all this shit in the blades that were basically greyed out and didn't work and what have you. I think at the time, I think my brother was selling his PC, so he asked whether I wanted it on the cheap, so I thought, yeah, why not? Managed to talk the missus into getting the internet. So that was it for a while. We just got a PC and the internet. Right. One day I just thought, you know what? 
I'm going to stick an Evernet cable into this 360 just to see what it's like. I even told the missus that it wasn't going to stay there. It's going to take it straight back out again. <laughs> We've all used that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> honest. And to be fair, I don't think it ever came back out again. I had a few of those 48-hour codes or seven-day codes or whatever that you get free with games sometimes. So... Hmm redeemed them and then just ended up buying xbox live and i've been a member ever since it's never actually lapsed so yeah i think online gaming and going into gears that was my first online game so i had no idea what the fuck i was doing on there i was fucking atrocious at it but I had a load of fun and for a long time I was actually a lurker. I used to wear my headphones but not actually speak to people. So you just listen to what they were saying about you. Like, that nag number one, these fucking twat ears and all this stuff. Do what wrong? <laughs> you cheeky fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll go for online gaming. That changed the way I play games massively, that did. Yeah, I think the thing with Xbox Live is people sort of just take it for granted now, but you look at games like, well, specifically on Xbox, the original one with Halo 2, the online lobby system for that, yeah. sort of shaped how Xbox Live was going to be in the 360 years. Mm -hmm. And I know you did play games online before, but I did. I used to play them on PC. I used to play like fucking stupid 128-man Battlefield 2 games where... On a fucking dial-up as well. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I think my uh, first experience with online game, the only one before Xbox Live, was it Quake Arena on the Dreamcast? Possibly, yeah. I think I might have had about three games of that, and that's all my online amounted to before Xbox Live, so yeah. Yeah, but like I said, what Xbox Live did is it sort of brought it all together before you'd have like a Quake account. Well, not even an account. You just fucking boot the game up and go play online, you know, find a server. Yeah. Same with Battlefield, same with Unreal Tournament and all those other games. It was so fragmented that it was just all over the fucking place, and it were awful. Yeah. Just unifying everything under one gamer tag made life so much better. Because I had fucking likes I can't even remember half the fucking names I played under because of the way it worked. It was just it was fucking stupid. And for Microsoft to realise that and go, you know what, this is fucking bullshit. We're changing it. Do you know, we're doing away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah and implementing these systems and these systems have become a standard and that's the way it should be even with with crossplay and stuff that's starting to emerge now just having it so that you use the one account for everything it would be a lovely future wouldn't it if that just yeah. became a thing and that's how online worked anybody could game on anything against each other yeah i think it's that's the way it's going i fucking hope so it, sh it should be the way it should this is your milestone question. Question 10, name your favourite poster on MF Gamers. Right, I thought about this a little bit. I think you said earlier, we've got a good lot on MF. Some very intelligent posters and people who post news and stuff, which is always nice and appreciated. I'm going to go for Ill Dog. Right, okay. Because... <laughs> the guy that posts the least. That's the thing. That's the thing. But when he does post, it's generally quite funny and amusing to me. And he also, he doesn't get involved with any of the bollocks on the site. None at all. It's all about the games for Real Dog. And I wish I could be more like that. But unfortunately, I get triggered quite easily sometimes. Which I know I shouldn't. So, I'm going to go with Real Dog. Just for the simple fact, all about the games. Be more Real Dog. I'm trying to think if he's ever been involved in any scuffles. I don't think he has. Not that I can remember. And I can't remember. I honestly no, I don't can't. think he has. Which is kind of funny. If you've ever played online with him, he's the most aggressive person oh, in right. the world. Oh, right. He's fucking foul-mouthed. <laughs> <laughs> He'd make a sailor blush, seriously. But, yeah, uh, Ill Dog, that's my pick. So, another vote for Ill Dog. 
Question 11, name again that you'd like to be a film or TV series and name a film or TV series you'd like to be made into a game. Right, game to TV or film. There's talk of it and I think it's got the makings. I'll go for Gears. I think they could make a decent film out of that if they try. Whether they do or not, that's fucking... Everything's against it, isn't it? Yeah, I think that'd make a good TV series. The All Fall job, E-Day and stuff, and just the general standard. Could, there's definitely got strands of a good story there, so... There's a potential for it to be pretty good. This is the thing with, like, Gears of War. Like, it don't really force a star on you. It's just yeah, sort it's of there. there. You can, and if you, you want to go looking for it, it's there. You choose to, yeah. Yeah. Okay, other way around. Other way around's a bit more difficult because... A lot of the stuff that I actually like already become games, so I'm going to say, because I know they're already working on it, I actually want a proper Avengers game. I'm going to stick with that. I want that to be really good. How would that work? Well, a lot of people have already said you can see the Thor thing with God of War and his axe mechanic. Whether that's anywhere near to what we'll actually get, I mean, Anthem is basically fucking Iron Man, isn't it? So, yeah, I just want a really good Avengers game because I think... Superhero-wise, I think they've nailed it with those characters now. It could be one of those games, like you just mentioned, uh, God of War and Anthem. It could be one of those games where it doesn't do those ideas as good as the games that it's ripping from. But again, it's going to be holistic, like Grand Theft Auto, where it's like it's good enough to be you know, put alongside yeah. each other. Well, it's a weird one, because, I mean, it's been announced for probably a fucking year and a half now, probably longer than that, but we've seen nothing of it at all. I'm just interested to see where they're going and what they're going to do with it. So, mm. yeah, Avengers. Question 12. What would esports have to do to get you to become a fan? What would esports have to do? Mm. I don't think they could. I've got no interest in watching other people play video games. At all? At all. What is the biggest thing they could do to make it interesting for you? (laughs) Have Jessica Negri as a cheerleader. I don't think they could do it. There's nothing... I just have no interest. I don't watch Twitch. I don't watch any of the YouTube reviewers or anything like that. I've got no interest in it. I don't think it's esports, but I know they have Gears uh, tournaments or whatever, and I don't watch Mm. those. Yeah, I I just don't think there's any way for them to make me interested in that kind of thing. I look at it that if I'm spending my time doing that, then I'm not spending it playing video games. (laughs) So I'm kind Mm. of doing myself out of my own free time there. So, yeah. You could skew this question to be what would it take for you to get involved in esports not just as a viewer but as a participant to be honest a fucking miracle i definitely haven't got the patience or the skills to be able to do anything like that so Mm. yeah my patience threshold is way down nowadays you look at the leagues and stuff and i mean a lot of focus gets put on the top teams with overwatch and stuff like that but there's grassroots as well it goes right down i think that's the whole point of esports that it's not just the premier league yeah or the championship leagues like there's there's got to be feeders into that and and i think that for esports to grow that has to be stimulated on a ground level yeah it's a case of how do they do that how do they make people interested how do they they make the the 30 and 40 year olds like us go hey what do you know what you should play in a sunday league or whatever or whatever's equivalent to a sunday league yeah i know where you mean because you don't really see anything of that part of it do you it's just like the main tournament with the fucking Mm. hyper players in it or whatever so yeah it's that's a strange question and 
I honestly don't think there is a way that esports could be interesting to me. I'm just not that type of player. Mm. Question 13. Name a game that you were initially wrong about. The stance change can go either way. This is an odd question as well. I think there's there's one that springs to mind, and I don't think I was actually wrong on it because I was quite enjoying it before it went up the wall. But I think it was Metroid Prime. Right, okay, go on. Because uh, basically, I think, like I say, I was enjoying the game, and then I just hit a brick wall on the first boss, and could I fuck beat it? I just couldn't work out what was what was going wrong. I could not get past the thing. Is this the one that tilts the mirrors? Uh, no, I think it was some giant fucking worm or something. Ah, I'm trying to remember. Sure, it was a giant worm of some sort, and I think you have to basically turn into a ball and... Yeah, bust its roots. Yeah, it's the first one. You tilt the mirrors. Oh, has it got mirrors? I actually can't remember that bit. <laughs> yeah, because I got stuck on the same boss. I did the intro where you escape the thing and end up on yeah. the planet. And then the first boss is like a big plant and you have to tilt the mirrors so it's not get. Do you have to tilt the mirrors so it's getting sunlight or tilt the mirrors so it's not I getting sunlight? I honestly can't remember now. I know I got rid of the game after it because I just got stuck. I got to that and I was like, fuck me, this is like impossible. And then I just had one of those runs where it's everything thing sort of yeah. sat right and then I didn't have any trouble until I got up to like the I think it was called the Amiga Pirate and I fucking oh man you want to talk about our bosses <laughs> fucking hell I actually had fucking handache after beating that boss that's how hard it was I would like to say that I actually re-bought the game back probably about a year later and for some reason went straight past the boss without any problems whatsoever. It is a positive skew. You didn't like it and then you did like it. Yeah, I mean, I only didn't like it because I raged at it because I couldn't get past this fucking Mm. thing, whatever it was. In the end, I re-bought the game and waltzed straight by it for some reason. Not entirely sure how. Did you finish the game? Yeah, finished it in the end, yeah. Really enjoyed it. It's a fucking good game, isn't it? Like, one of the best. Yeah, very good game. Very good game yeah one of the best see I, I like nintendo really that was my first introduction to metroid games as well i think it was me as well too i've never played any of the actual metroidvania or whatever they call them i went back and did the 2d ones and they're fucking exemplary as well <laughs> like fucking hell yeah the difficult though some of them are absolute cunts they don't let up on the difficulty those fucking games question 14 what's the most violent thing you've ever seen in a video game so, yeah, you play some pretty violent games. You must have seen some shocking things. No more shocking than what anybody else sees, I want to imagine. Some of the executions in Gears are a bit close to the bone, I suppose. Although, to be fair, the, the cut executions in The Last of Us are worse, I think. Do you reckon? I can't remember now, but s- some of that was pretty fucking grim, to be fair. But, like I say, it got cut. Did you ever play Manhunt? I did actually play Manhunt, only the first one though. I mean, some of them look so bad now, but at the time it was like, fucking hell, these are disgusting. Oh yeah, I mean, some of the fucking things you could do with a shard of glass and (laughs) hammer and shit like that, yeah, Mm. it uh, it was pretty... You can see why it got kind of a reputation. I mean, it looks shit now. Like, they look really, really bad. If you play violent games, you probably hit loads of people over the head with a hammer by now. What was it? About two or three strength for each kill. So <laughs> each one got progressively fucking horribler the, the longer you held the button down or... Mm. So, I mean, like, yeah, fucking suffocating people with plastic bags and stuff. It was... You can see why the newspapers fucking picked up on that and then ran with it. Okay, the favourite part of the podcast for a lot of people. Question 15, give me your best impression of your favourite game character. Right. Oh, we're not done yet! (laughs) I don't even know (laughs) what what that was, to be fair. What the fuck was that? (laughs) I'm definitely not winning any awards. (laughs) 
What mother? That was supposed to be Marcus <laughs> Felix. <laughs> oh, fuck off. sounded like he's got some kind of fucking weird accent going on. Do it again. What did he say? Ah, oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fucking awful. Oh, and people give fucking Regiment shit for his uh, <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> Yeah, I can't pretend that fucking Mario is my favourite character, can I? <laughs> Everyone could do Mario. It's a me, Mario! <laughs> wow, that is terrible as well! Question <laughs> 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 oh, 16. Which achievement or trophy took you the most effort to unlock? Was it worth it? If it's took a load of effort, no, I can tell you that straight from the off. This could be quite a few things to be honest I mean go on list them I played through the entirety of Bullet Witch on the hardest difficulty to get 1G and that basically meant the last boss I think if he touched you twice you were basically dead one Bullet Witch notorious for that as well the 1G achievement yeah yeah it was like like I say it was fucking I can't remember it's hell difficulty or something like that and like I say the entire game in that difficulty for 1G yeah, I was adamant that I was going to get that 1000G, so played through that, obviously. And I also did a stupid amount of farming on Final Fantasy thirteen as well. What was that trophy for? It was for getting all the items. You had to farm fucking these big things that I don't even know what they're called anymore to get some kind of ingot drop. And, and right. the rarity of these drops was fucking ridiculous. So you needed a certain amount so you could turn one item into a different item. I farmed that for fucking ever. It seemed like at the time anyway. But I'm going to go with Bullet Witch just because it was so fucking pathetic just for 1G. Was it cripplingly difficult as well? To be fair, most of the game not so bad, but that final boss, it was fucking ridiculous. It Some of the attacks it does is like meteor showers and shit like that, and there's no cover on the game. So it's basically luck as to whether these meteors were going to hit you or not. Yeah, it's gaming the system so I don't do those attacks and just hoping for the best. You could basically stay a certain distance to him and he wouldn't do the attack, but then he'd be doing other attacks that would fuck you over anyway. So, yeah, it was... Uh, just for 1G, it definitely wasn't worth it. I think it's making a point though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was for me. Is at it the a time. social commentary? Like, this is not worth it, don't bother. Yeah, I think, uh, well, to be honest, Bullet Witch, don't bother. <laughs> it was very early in the 360s lifespan, and there wasn't a lot out for it at the time, so that's my excuse anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know why you were playing it, because it had a sexy woman in it. Was she sexy? Uh, yeah, I'd do her. <laughs> Yep, that's staining. <laughs> that's not getting cut. Cunt. <laughs> Question 17. Name a bit of game design that impressed you when you first saw it. The very first time I booted GTA 5 on a 360, I was fucking amazed. I was gobsmacked that they actually got that thing running as it did on that machine. It's a whole game. It's not just um, not just a mechanic. It's an achievement. I think in a way you can probably class it as the open world mechanic. Right. Because put bluntly, apart from going indoors certain times, there was no loading in it. It's a fucking amazing accomplishment that game was on those machines. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Actually going indoors, you just go to the house and just go in it. Like, it's, there's nothing there. It's, it's fully streamed, isn't it? Is there no loading there? What about the strip clubs and stuff? No, you just walk straight in. Just walk through the door and it just streams. There you go, then. Even more amazing. Yeah, there's no loading screens. That first loading screen, though, is a fucking piss take. It's like <laughs> five minutes long. Yeah, I know what you're saying. 
But yeah, the actual game itself, it does this pan along the beach and the sea and the sand. It's just, it's fucking awesome. Awesome game. Grand Theft Auto Open World. It was an amazing accomplishment. Question 18, name an underrated game and put forward an argument of why people should play it. Dragon's Dogma. Okay, the one that I'm playing currently. The one that you're playing currently. Mm. To be fair, at the time when that first came out on the 360 and the PS3, not a lot of people really gave it the credit that I think it deserves. I think nowadays people are definitely starting to appreciate it a little bit more. Mm. But at the time on the 360, because that's where I played it, I absolutely loved that game. A lot of more people should have played it, in my opinion. I'm coming from, I mean, at what? when did it release? I think it was about 2013, I think, something like right, that. Right, okay, so I'm like five years behind, and some of it is really, really fucking janky. Yeah, yeah. My main complaint of a lot of RPGs is, like, the actual gameplay of it is not that great. It's engaging, going about and doing quests and stuff and talking to people, but the actual fighting and stuff is generally quite dull. It's not very well done. No, it's definitely not brilliant. Whereas Dragon's Dogma sort of alleviates that issue by... It's such a weird fucking <laughs> hybrid beast, the combat in that game. It's really, really hard to explain because it's not... It's like it takes from practically everything that's action-based. Yeah. It is such a fucking weird amalgam of just, of just throwing everything in the pot. I think it actually makes... It's the combat, it's own though. Yeah, there's nothing else quite like it. No. It's basically Dragon's Dogma. If, if anyone else were to do this, it's like, oh, this is Dragon's Dogma. It's like if um, a lot of people said, you know, the combat when it's like um, Arkham, like Batman yes. Arkham, it's yeah. just, they've just ripped it off. It's like Arkham did it first or it did it the best. So people just go, oh, yeah, it's like Arkham now. Yeah, yeah. I think I played that. I think it was some... Because I did try Dark Souls at one point. Right. I can't remember whether it was Dark Souls the first game or Dark Souls 2. I can't remember. But I think they came out reasonably close to each other. And Dark Souls is a game that I just could not get on with. I can't be doing with having no direction in a game. Especially if I'm getting my fucking ass kicked repeatedly. Mm. It's soul destroying to me. It's no fun whatsoever. I think I got to about, probably to about the first bonfire on Dark Souls and then just gave up. And to me, Dragon's Dogma is the kind of adventure game that I want. It's like, yeah, you can go in pretty much any direction you want, but there's more freedom. I mean, in Dark Souls, you can't fucking leg it if you see something massive coming towards you. Where in Dragon's Dogma, it's obvious you're going to get your head kicked in so you can leg it. You've got a little bit more freedom. And to me, that was exactly what I was looking for at that time. Mm. Trying to explain that game to someone, though, is because it's such a mismatch of a lot of different games, it's really, really hard to go, oh, you should play this because it's... Yeah, giving reasons out, it doesn't really work. It's like trying to explain something in a different language. It's just... <laughs> Because the way it does stuff is just... It's hard to argue for it. Like, it's just... This is my gut telling me... If you're going to encourage someone to play it, it's like, just trust me, just play it. It's just a solid game. Mm. It's just a solid, enjoyable game. What it does do, it does very well, in my opinion. Apart from story. Story is absolute fucking garbage, but... People that played Shadow of the Colossus and you know, they enjoyed the old aspect of crawling round on a monster. Yeah, I mean, Shadow of the Colossus to me... Uh, that's That's a tough one. As beautiful as the game is, 
it got to an absolute fucking chore to play that game. As the controls are terrible, I wanted mm. to actually turn that fucking horse into glue. But the thing is, with Dragon's Dogma, you never really feel like that when you're climbing on something. Sometimes you get a little bit confused, Joe, when you're working around the limbs or something. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's you sort of thinking, do I need to press up or left or do you like what? What am I needing to do here? Do you know, to get where I need to be. Yeah, yeah. And you have to think from your character's perspective, which is sometimes difficult when it's fucking running round trying to <laughs> club the fuck out of your team <laughs> it's a weird one it's a it's definitely a weird one mm. i think it's definitely still could be classed as underrated it's a cult in it? it's a cult yeah it? definitely needs a sequel seriously i think it depends on if capcom are willing to spend a lot of money on doing another open world game they seem to be returning to uh returning to their licenses at the minute i mean devil may cry is coming so we can hope is it the director of Devil May Cry who did this game? I think the idea was pitched somewhere around the time that DMC2 was made. And then it got greenlit in like 2006 or something like that. So it's a long time. Like the gestation period for this game is quite large. Yeah. The people that were wanted to make it had to fight for it. It wasn't just a case of, oh, we're going to make this game and it just fucking, you know, appears. Definitely, yeah. It yeah. was a long time in the coming. We could hope that the director, once he's done whatever he's doing now, maybe he'll go back. You look at games like Nier and Nier Automata, like Nier, the original one, didn't have that. I mean, that's sort of the same in it with the cultness. Yeah, definitely. The first one were like, you should play this game. It's not very good. Like, there's <laughs> parts of it that are not great, but the bits that are good far outweigh the bad parts. Yeah, I mean, Nier... Most I've actually heard of it is usually good stuff. Mm. But, yeah, I never played the first one of those. And apparently, like, Nier Automata is fucking phenomenal. Well, I enjoyed my time with it. Enjoyed it enough to buy it twice, which I'm sure you enjoyed, Aaron. <laughs> you have to double dip now and again. Double dipping. And at least it's not the same day. But, yeah, <laughs> I'll wait at the end before I snuck it in. Thanks. Question 19. Where do you think gaming will go over the next few years and what will be your part in it? I think we're already seeing where it's going. It's going digital, isn't it? As much as I don't want it to, it's definitely heading that way. All I can hope is that the next consoles have disk drive. That would be nice. I think they will. It's too early to go fully digital at the minute. I don't think it's that. I think it's more to do with people's internet speeds. We live in a developed country and now our internet speeds are quite good comparatively. Yeah, yeah. Although I say digital, I suppose I really mean streaming, which I definitely do not want. Oh, like a Netflix service. Yeah, I want something that I own. I do not want to be fucking streaming 4K pictures to my screen, you know what I mean? I just don't see how that's going to work. Well, I think it can work. You look at Game Pass, where you download it and it's local, even though you are subscribed to it. I'm fine with that. That's fine. But yeah, streaming itself... Not interested. Yeah, hosted on their servers if it's just completely running off their machines. Yeah. That's a fucking no-go. But if it's hosted on your side and you're just checking in. Yeah, that's fine. But my pipe dream has always been a single format. We'll never see it. Not in my fucking lifetime anyway, but that is my pipe dream. I just can't see why people wouldn't want that. I think that that is going to come in a roundabout way with crossplay. Yeah, you might have a, might have a point there. You're still going to get exclusives, but the games that are multiplat are just the avenues that are keeping us apart are getting narrower every time they do a thing with crossplay. I think it needs to happen like that because well, you don't fucking buy three different things to play your music on, do you? No. And stuff like that. It's it's fucking ridiculous when it comes down to it. You look at the the previous wars, the BCR and Betamax and the Blu-ray 
um, HD DVD. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more, like, even encoding between the streaming services. There'll be some sort of encoding yeah. that's better than the other that wins out. It's always going to be like that. You're always going to have options. Yeah, definitely. And you're always going to have winners and losers, so... I think uh, in regards as to how I'll figure into gaming, I'll just be there in one form or another. I'll be there. So I think I'll be gaming until I die, or until my hands just can't do it anymore. <laughs> One or the other, Wait, whichever comes first. Question 20, your fuck, marry, kill question. Your options are Gears of War, Resident Evil, and Dead Space. <laughs> I knew it was going to be those three fucking... <laughs> I fucking knew it. Right, well, kill Dead Space because EA have already done it. It'll come back to life. <laughs> yeah, it'll come back. I'd have to say fuck Resident Evil. Mm, that's interesting because it's the one that you've spent the most time with. You actually bought consoles that you didn't like because of it. That is true. And as much as I'm looking forward to Resident Evil 2 Remake, I think out of the games that I can play now, there's probably only really Resident Evil Remake that I wouldn't be able to give up. Right. It's the one that you're going to revisit the most. Yeah, that is the one that I love to go back to. The ones after RE4, I can give or take kind of thing, so... And obviously I'd marry Gears. So, there we go. That's it. This has been the episode that you thought would never happen because of Nan <laughs> and his reluctance to buy a fucking 7 99 mic. Oi. Okay, I've been Simon. And I've been Phil. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of 20 Questions. Goodbye. Ta-da. Ta-da.